Hello and welcome to another episode of Fool's Daily. It's myself, me and I and Conrad today. Hello, hello, hello. There he is. Doing a worse Irish accent than Brad Pitt in Snatch. That was a good Irish accent. Oh, it was awful. <laughs> it was truly, truly dire. What, Danny Dyer? Even he could probably have done a better Irish accent. <laughs> and he's not great in the acting stakes. He's all right. He's all right. He's, oh, no. Nearly super glue on my hand again. <laughs> what are you up to? I'm pinning Vanessa, sir. Vanessa, you were making Vanessa, sir, last time we recorded. Well, she is fully made. And right. I'm about to put her on a base. I see. So she has progressed to the state of... Oh, it's going to irritate me now. What's going to irritate you? I'm going to have to put a bigger pin in, aren't I? Hey! Her feet are very, very tiny. They are very tiny. And that's not a female thing, it's just a Vanessa thing. Well, it's a weird thing. Oh, yes, I suppose it's true scale red, isn't it? Ish. They like their weird... They like their weird... um, Weird do like their small miniatures. Mini, 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 It's a very nice miniature to put together, actually. She looks very good, doesn't she? I'm not overly yes. keen on the um, the mystic fire that's coming off the end of the staff. So it's poo. No, it's mystic fire. Okay, it's mystic fire. <laughs> but yes, no, it is a very nice miniature. So, what has she been up to? Uh, I have been making a guild ball goal because oh, this, is, as this is the boat. Yes, this may have been uh, mentioned before on a previous episode, but we're trying to run a guild ball event at Tain Lawn War Games Club on the thirtieth of January. Uh, if, we, if we don't tickets get enough tickets available from 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 yes. <laughs> pay £15 to some PayPal account. I can't remember the name. Do you want me to do this properly? No. <laughs> it's not my event. This is true. It's been publicised on the Gilball forums, the Facebook supporters group, and the club. It, the, the, the event's been shared via the club Facebook page as well. So, But if we... Uh, surprisingly... Or unsurprisingly, I don't know which. And this is this is something that's probably worth talking about as well. Okay. Um, we have four people taking it. Um, three plus me plus Nigel, hopefully as well. That's five people. Um, and yes, it's on the same date as the Manifold Masters, is it? Yes. But it's a different um, catchment group of people, in my opinion. There is some crossover. But it continues to amaze me that in London, you know, the big smoke... Well, the country's biggest city, like one of the biggest cities in the world, that, that one... That 
you know, from a let's let's take it from a club perspective that our the club Taylor mm. isn't brimming with people. Um, and likewise, the events that you know we don't get loads of people sort of saying, "Oh, I'd like to play that. I'd like to do this." And do you think it's a club versus being built around a store type thing? Uh, I don't know because um, I mean, I saw today. I saw today that the um, Dark Sphere X Wing tournament mm-hmm. has got forty signups. Yeah, that Dark Sphere um, is a well. Let, we can talk about the club sh- lo- um, linked to the shop type thing. Yeah, um, because can we? Are, are you sure we can talk about it? That well, that wasn't. That's a relatively recent thing. Obviously, in the states, it's a. It's not. You know that model. Yeah. Is not a recent thing. It's it's standard operating mechanism, as it were. Yeah. Uh, for your LGS and uh, events. Yes. But uh, in the UK, it's... it's Well, I suppose Maelstrom was the first one, wasn't it, really, in Firestorm? Um, uh, no, I think there have been game shops based in clubs before that. But you don't really... never really heard about them, did you? Well, I suppose... No, I suppose not. Yeah, I mean, Dark Sphere has got a very, very active player base. And it's obviously game-dependent. Um, but they seem to have a very big player base with, you know, Magic, X-Wing you've just um, mentioned, Malifaux, War Machine. And it goes on and on. They've got a lot of Facebook groups to support that as well. Yeah. Um And we we've been trying to sort of um, liaise and support those groups and those clubs, you know, whether it be Harlow or um, Dark Sphere or the Cross, uh, the Cross Gaming Club as well, right? Um, you know, by events or going along to their they're club nights, sort of it. The sort of pseudo club nights, as they are, as yeah. they are, um, to help them along and also get a bit of a camaraderie sort of going as well. Um, but actually, getting new people to to tame lawn is is an issue. You know, it, it may be East London, but it may be too dangerous in East London to carry toy soldiers around and play with them. I don't think so, and there's a, quite a lot of people around there as well. Um, it's not like that's you see that's interesting, okay? Because while the perception of you know from us bumpkins up here in in country is that everyone in in London is walking around with machetes, just wanting to hack your limbs off, and that you know you you walk out of your front door and then you have to fight off getting shivved by somebody. <laughs> um, that's a, that sounds like a normal day. Yeah. In reality, whenever I've been to visit you or been to Tain Lawn, it's perfectly fine. Yeah. You know, 
It's a busy place. It's, you it's, have to put up with just, London. It's just, it's just. I mean, certainly where you are and, and where the Tainlon Club is, it's just a bit a city street. I mean, yes, oh, you have to park on the street and stuff, but so you know, it's not like there's 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 groups of hooded youths standing on the corner saying, "Give us your toy soldiers, or we'll stab you." <laughs> it's not like Gla- it's not like Glasgow. They probably don't even know what, you, what a toy soldier is, to be fair. No. So, I think I I just think that that's an interesting perception or possible perception. Well, you know, obviously the club's been going for what two thousand nineteen December ninety nine, I think it was started. Yeah. Um, so it's been going a long time, but um, last year was not. It's probably the worst year we've ever had, actually for people coming in through the door. Um, New Year's always good because you get the the influx of people coming back again and playing. Um, But you hear about clubs up in, you know, Yorkshire and the north where they're sort of getting 10, 20, 30 people in through the door. Um, You know, you go to Dark Sphere um, and the shop is full quite often. You know, I've been down to on the Tuesdays uh, and there's, there's, there's a lot of people there. Yeah. Uh, Last Sunday, we had two, four, I think we had ten people, which so it was a good, good session for us, you know, all playing different games. Um, but it would, over the years, we've tried doing different things, you know, whether it be going to Salute and promoting the club, going to uh, Selwig when it was going, uh, White Dwarf, the GC, the, the, you know, the gaming club network, uh, uh, getting our names on other gaming network type websites out there, um, but invariably you get the the contacts on the via the website or whatever saying, "Oh, I was looking on the internet and didn't realise you were around the corner, or just you were there." Um, what sort of games you play, and it's always the same sort of thing. So even though you, you've got the web presence and you do a search on East London Wargaming or gaming in, in East London sort of thing, and we'll be on that first page, if not the you know first five hits. It amazes me that uh, that we don't have the throughput of gamers that you experience in other places. Does it matter? It does matter from from a financial point of view, uh, from from uh, the longevity of the club. Um, yes, uh, the the club has to be financially viable, just like you know anything that you do, whether it be an event or business or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you've got to put a budget into place that will make the club be financially viable for the year. Um, and at some point, that is not possible because the cost to your members becomes ridiculous. I mean, when we were when we were at uh, a church hall in Wanstead, mm. uh, there was a point when we were paying a fiver a game plus twenty or twenty-five quid annual membership. Um, renewable each year. It might have gone up to even seven quid at some point. But it starts to become a bit unreasonable because essentially the hall costs 
uh, were raised year on year out. Um, the church is not a charity as such, you know, it has to pay for its costs as well. Yeah. Uh, and there becomes a point when it becomes untenable, essentially, you know. So how, it, much, uh, how much do your members pay now? At the moment, uh, we are in the fortunate position in that we have a very good relationship with the um, ex-servicemen's club at Leightonstone. Yeah. Um, we have not had... Oh, I'm going to touch wood now. <laughs> <laughs> we have not had a whole increase um, in rent for since we've been there, um, which has allowed us to keep both the annual membership and the table fees flat right so it's 20 quid a year if you're an adult essentially employed adult as such uh, and then it's three pounds for table fees uh, and obviously that doesn't matter if you have two three or one game it's three quid for uh, members and if you're a non-member it's a fiver because we try and encourage getting that 20 quid up front to essentially <laughs> help us run run the club throughout the year sort of thing right. but Irrespective of that, um, we have to then look at last year's figures, for instance, and decide on what fundraising that we need to do from a club perspective uh, so that we have enough money to survive through the year and don't eat too much into the surplus. The club has a surplus amount of money in the in the bank, and we eat it, we've been eating into that for the last few years. Right. Um, so this year, we you know... We're going to have to run four events um, to help fundraise. If we don't make enough money, then we eat more in, we eat into the reserve a lot more. Right. Uh, but there is a point when you when you don't have that money anymore. You know, you do your projections and you think to yourself, "Well, actually, the club's not going to survive." Yeah. Um, and it's been a little bit touch and go like that over the, over the last year or so. Um, I'm hoping this year is going to be a lot more positive. Uh, we we seem to have ended last year with a, a load of new guys coming in. 40k's seems to have taken a uh, a bit of a. There's been a bit of growth in 40k actually, um, which is nice to see. And uh, as people come into the club and see other stuff, there's a bit of you know a bit of crossover happens. Um, into other gaming systems. Right. But yes, it is completely different to being in a store. The stores, you know, you've obviously got stuff there to attract you. Uh, people come in from all over. Well, it's, it's actually the same as a club. The only difference is you're in a, sh- in a shop. Um, at Dark's Fair, it's two quid, I think, to play there. So the difference from between, you know, Taylor and using Dark's Fair as an example is that we pay a main- Ma- um, an annual, a manual, an annual membership fee, and we—it's a, a quid more. Right. Um, but if you compare our terrain selection um, and the fact that you know you've got a subsidised bar there, if you want to take part, take take uh, advantage of it, and you've got eating establishments in and around the area if you want to go and pop out and get have something to eat quickly or get something, you know, whether it be Subway, drop into Tesco's or Sainsbury's or K- KFC or whatever, you've got that facility as well. So uh, um, 
it's 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 interesting. Yeah, and it's hard work. You know, you go to salute expecting to make a load of contacts, and invariably you don't make anything. It's you, you hand out your cards, and you might get one person come along or say they're going to come along, but you never ever do that. They never yeah. do. But yes, it, it's interesting times. Yeah, I mean, I pay six quid a month for um, Aftermath. Um, but with no table fees or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, the membership's pro rata, so, you know, if you, we've got a guy there who's a, a student. We do get, like, I think, the cross do, and possibly Dark Sphere. You've got a lot of people coming in who, who are only there temporarily, as it were. So there's a guy there who's said to me that he's, got, he's definitely going to be in the country for six months. So we just charge him for six months. Right. Fees. So, yeah, we not at aftermath, but at um, the Buckingham Club that I used to go to, we um, used to get a lot of uh, sixteen to eighteen-year-olds mm-hmm. who you knew you were only going to get to eighteen when they went to university, and then they were going to disappear. And occasionally, you'd get one that would turn up again when they were twenty-one. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, but you know, you wouldn't wouldn't keep them. Aftermath seems to have um, a solid core of existing players. Um, to be honest, I don't see a massive amount of crossover between the different playing groups. You know, there's the guys that want to play 40k, there's the, guy that wants to, there's the guys that want to play various historical systems, um, there's a few guys who, you know, that are always up for the latest new thing. But then how many people go to Aftermath, for instance? Well, I don't, go on a ch- I don't go on a Tuesday, which is the main night. I go on Thursdays, which is the, um, you know, there's two. Th- you, every, Aftermath runs every Tuesday and every other Thursday, basically. So you get two Thursdays in a month, generally. It's not mm-hmm. actually every other Thursday. I think it's like the first Thursday and the last Thursday or something like that. I can't quite remember. There's a calendar that tells me when I've got games. Um, And, you know, the Thursdays are probably better attended by the people that I tend to game with. So you have two nights, essentially, there. There's two nights. There's two nights. Um, Yeah, there's a couple of weeks a month where there are two nights there. We we trialled that last year to opening the club on a, a th- on a Thursday, but we couldn't get every Thursday because the halls used for meetings and by various people as well in the evening. So, but that lost money as well. But we took that risk to see how it how it went, sort of thing, how it would be attended. So, how many members do you have to have for it to break even? Um, to break even on hall costs, we need ten people going coming through the door um, on um, a club on a Sunday, essentially. Right. Paying club members because, like many clubs, the first time you come and if you play is it's free. Okay. But I think with the, the group cliqueiness, as it were. Um, 
is exists everywhere. Yeah. Um, even in the smaller sort of memberships, uh, I think it's more you're more likely to have a bit more of a crossover in a smaller membership. I think because you, you're in closer proximity with other people, as opposed to a larger group of people where you tend to sort of keep yourself to yourself type thing. You see, I think I I think that the numbers that you're getting are about right. Really? Yeah. Okay. So the Norwich aftermath pulls from basically the whole of Norfolk. Um, you know, if you take someone like Lee, he's travelling from North Norfolk. That's a forty-minute drive to get to club. Yep. It's forty minute. Well, half an hour probably for me to get there. But it's the one place, and it's very, very well organised um, at getting itself out of there. The guy who runs it, um, a guy called Lilo, is very good at making sure that people know that this is the gaming club in Norwich. And there are others. There's um, The university has one, and there's a group of people who meet on a Sunday... Um, in a pub somewhere in the city. But they're sort of more GW-type clubs. Yeah. And one of the things about Aftermath, it, it plays everything. You know, you, you, I mean, we, we play everything, anything from card games to... Yeah. But, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it happens... No, but what I'm saying, what I'm saying is that that's one of the reasons why it draws so many people, because it will draw the historical players in, and a lot of them have been going for a long, long time. So you know, it's it's got that old mates thing as well. That this is just what happens on a Tuesday, yeah, sort of thing. Um, but if you look at other clubs um, that aren't based around things, they have similar sort of. You look, take um, friend of the show, Joel's. Squigs, yeah. There's five or six of them. What other club? Yeah. But we're in London. That's the difference. I'm thinking. Yeah, but there are a shed load of clubs in London. You look at if you look at um, uh, someone put together a London wargaming Facebook page thing. And there's loads of, you know, there's not just you and Cross Gaming and Dark Sphere. No, there's uh, there's Clapham War Gamers. There's South London War Gamers who've been going for ages. There's the Selwig lot. Yeah, so uh, so there's a lot of different clubs. So really, you're not talking about London. You're really talking about your part of London. Yes, and we we. Uh, you know, we're on the borders of Essex as well, so we we get people from all over the place, including coming from, coming in from Kent as well. Yeah, but I don't honestly, I honestly don't think that ten, twelve people on a Sunday. Yeah, but that's the thing. We're not getting that. Well, you you said you had ten last week. Yes, this is the so what's the your, normal, what? How many do you get on average? The, you pulled your microphone out again? Normal. Right, the average for last year was seven. Sorry? Okay, sorry. 
I thought you'd pulled your microphone out again because you all went no, you silent went, for you, a minute. You you went all choppy as well. Oh. <laughs> seven was the average for last year. So you were getting seven people on a club night. Yeah. Okay, that does surprise. It does surprise me that you're only getting seven. And that's gone down from the previous year. Well, I think the average was nine. And when was your last new member? Uh, probably about December-ish time. Okay, so is it more a case that old people, that people that were stalwarts of the club, don't go anymore? There's a number of things. I think we had um, we had to change the time of the club um, from six to eleven. Or six till ten. Yeah, until two, two, two till six. Yeah, that's not the greatest time on a Sunday. No, it isn't the greatest time. So that was that was number one, uh, and then because um, six to eleven, you can get the pe- you can get people who've done something with their family all day. Yes, and then they're going to go down the club. Two till six is. I mean, you know, that's no Sunday lunch or, and it. Or anything. No, exactly right. Yeah. So the, I think the average was. Yeah, that, I mean that that was that's been a big challenge. So we budgeted for nine in twenty fifteen. Uh, yeah, it's gone something like eight, ten, nine, seven. So why keep it going? I'm playing devil's advocate slightly. Uh, you know, it's not... You know, you. Were, I was around when you started when you started it. And, you know, I, so I know the reason. I know the reasons why you started it. Started the club. I had no, no mates you had to no, play. You, <laughs> you were a billionaire. I wasn't, I wasn't going to say... That you were I was heavily into fancy battle, and there was nobody to play fancy that, battle against. That you, were, that you were a Billy No mates, and so you started. Actually, you wrote a really good article at one point about it. It was in White Dwarf and everything. Yeah, you wrote a really good article about start about how you went about starting the club and things. Um, but now you've got friends. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know. Does Nick count? Yes, he does, yeah. Okay. You're obviously being generous today. <laughs> um, so, you've got, I mean, you've got Nick. You know, you pl- you're playing every, pretty much every Friday night. You're playing games. Yep. So Possibly playing Dez, possibly playing Nigel as well. Yeah. So what's, what's the club giving you now? Well, one of the one of the things that we we do every year, uh, well, we don't do it every year. We have been doing as there has been a downturn in the finances, sort of side of things, and the membership. Obviously, they're linked. Is question the statement and the, the question is is raised at the committee meeting? Do we want to keep doing this? Um, because there is very much a, you know, you said playing, devil, te- playing devil's advocate, but there is the, the question about whether or not you do want to keep it going. And uh, 
we could run it down over a year. Um, because it would it would probably take a year and a half for it to run down, I reckon. Um, but invariably, the guys have said, no, we'll carry on. Okay. So, obviously, people are still getting something out of it. You know, we, I've, I was looking at uh, two new guys playing at the weekend, and uh, they were having a great four-way um, 40k game, and they were enjoying themselves, you know. They probably couldn't do that somewhere else. They, or they could do, but it wouldn't be somewhere where they could go and have a drink. Um, the boards are there, the terrain's there. And we have, you know, obviously 10, week, ten years' worth of terrain budget collected uh, and, and any, anything else over the years sort of thing. So the facilities at the club are really good. Uh, and since they've done the redecorating of the hall, it's not as dingy and dark as it as you'd expect it to be. It's bright and and light and as long as you can forgive the the bright green um, curtains and the owls looking at you from from the what's cooking stage set then you it's a great place They're quite scary those owls there's a gnome up there now oh is that yeah i think the owls captured the gnome <laughs> okay see i've never i've never run my own games club Soul searching thing. It it's not. It's never been something that's appealed to me. Especially um, when you've got something there. I mean, don't get me wrong, Mike. I I looked long and hard before I took that decision all those years ago. Oh to, yeah. Oh no. I rem- I remember it well, mate. I remember. I, it well. I remember going to places and saying, "Oh, we don't play GW here. We're mainly historical here." And they and, they, and that was the sort of response that you got. Yes. And it was, well, hold on a minute, you know, you're you're pushing away a natural feeder into your, into what is a great great hobby. Or, yeah, I mean, or it's the other way around, we only play GW, we don't play anything else. Never had that. Oh, did you know, oh, oh, I've, I've had that. I've had the, I, I thought I'd bring, you know, I could bring along this different game, oh no, it's. We play 40k and Fantasy Battle. Okay, I've not been lucky enough to to do that. You've never had that one. But 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 there is, you know, as the club changed shape and form and interests um, disappeared and new interests in gaming systems were formed, you know, the club can, you know, the club also becomes a very alien um, place to a certain extent. It, it's not necessarily welcoming. You see a load of people play, you know, in the in the first. Four, five, six years. It was all GW, 40k, fantasy battle, uh, smattering of ancients, a bit of Warmaster. But then PP took over, you know, and people come in who want to play GW stuff, and they see a load of, you know, predominantly PP stuff. They don't necessarily want to come back because there there isn't the people there. And this is the big thing with any gaming club is that you've got to be able to have at least two or three members in that one system able to support that member who's coming in who plays that system yeah you've got to be able to get the opponents yeah or be prepared to give up your time which is something that uh, we do where we can to give that person a game but there's not many people who'll do that no it's and we giving up and we can't forever well this is it you know it's, it's very much a case of well actually why do i go to the club well the club's my time as well 
But there you go. Anyway, that was uh, that was an interesting discussion. Yeah, well, does that mean we're finished? Well, I don't. I don't know. We can do, I suppose. Yeah, sure. Support your club. There you go. You should. People should support your club. When, when are you going? When is the? When are you going to do your Malifaux doubles? Uh, I think the date was originally looking at April, but we might move it to May. Right. Are you going to put it down? Yes. I'm get, not it run- the, get it in the calendar. Well, t- who's running it? Is it Des? Uh, it would probably or be May. Matt, because Des, right. is, uh, Des is going to oh, be a daddy. Reads. Oh, he's going to be at a wedding? He's going to be a daddy again. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, look at Des. Oh. Bless. And we've got, a, we've got a wedding in May, remember? Oh, yes, yes. So I need to try and avoid that date as well. Yeah, well, tell Matt that I won't be going. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to a wedding. Um, right, well, I suppose we should go then. All right, then. All right, well. Um, until, uh, until the next time? Yeah, until the next time. Uh, I've been Mike. And I have been Canadad. Ship. Bye-bye. Bye. You can contact Fools Daily on Twitter. We're at Fools Underbar Daily. Or via email, foolsdaily at outlook.com.